Hello, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. Be sure to go support the podcast at anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. Anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight and you can keep the show or you can help keep the show going. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about a few things that I wanted to discuss that's been going on in the past week or so. Uh, some funny, some not so funny, but it is stuff that has been on my mind for a while and I just wanted to share my thoughts on it. Anyway, without further ado, let's get right into it. So first, I wanted to start by talking about the wonderful Twitter account that keeps appearing on my feed. Some of you may know it. Uh, it is called PETA. PETA is the uh, so-called animal rights organization, animal rights activist group. I don't know what they are. Uh, all I know is that they post a lot of stuff about animals being abused and stuff like that. Uh, they're kind of annoying, actually, the group itself. Um, they... <laughs> They, they, they focus on the extreme, that's for sure, which makes sense in most cases, but they're very extreme. They they grab the extreme cases of animal abuse. Uh, I think the biggest case that most people know about is SeaWorld when it comes to SeaWorld and how they treat their animals, the whales, the dolphins, etc. Especially those whale shows that they do. And um, But anyway, so I guess there's a few things that... Um, PETA has brought up on Twitter or there's some big stuff going on there one of the big hashtags that I saw was um, dissection kills basically what they were talking about is um, usually they do it in middle school, high school, sometimes college depending on what class you're taking they will do animal dissections whether it's a frog sometimes they do cats, whatever and um <laughs> It's funny because basically this whole hashtag dissection kills is basically full of tweets of people saying, I would rather, you know, do this than dissect animals and um, the hashtag dissection kills. So first of all, I wanted to say usually and I could be wrong, but last time I checked when students dissect these animals, whether it's a frog, a cat, whatever, pretty sure the animal's already dead. And I'm not, they don't kill the animals strictly for dissection. They go and find animals that have died, or they maybe they were put down for whatever reason, health you know for health reasons, whatever. But no one's going around, you know, killing frogs and cats. Well, I don't know about frogs, but no, <laughs> no one's going around like killing the neighborhood cats and then sending them to public schools to be dissected. Like I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't found anything uh, in regards to that. But anyway, so there's these tweets that people are putting hashtag dissection kills. And uh, I'll just read some to you. So, for instance, there's some like, I'd rather learn than dissect animals. Okay, well, dissection helps you learn. Um, I'd rather step on a Lego than dissect animals. Okay. Um, I'd rather eat something bad than dissect animals. Okay. 
I'd rather play with spiders and dissecting animals. You get the point. And then there's some really weird ones. For instance, this one right here. I'd rather be dissected than to dissect another animal. At least I can consent. And then there's another one. Um, I'd rather dissect myself before dissecting innocent animals. Uh, okay, go for it. I think we could learn a lot from that. But anyway, uh, I'd rather fall. I'd rather fail all of my college courses rather than dissect an innocent animal. Well, if you don't dissect the animal in your class, you probably will fail. But anyway, so PETA's just they use whatever example they can to, you know, get a good tweet out there. Um, today is October twenty second, the day that I'm recording this, and it is uh, National Nut Day. So of course. Uh, PETA said, retweet if you're nuts about nut milk, too. And uh, most people took that um, a different way. You know, nut, not as in the um, nut you eat, but maybe um, a different type of nut. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> PETA, you know, they they really... I've, I've never seen a good example of PETA bringing either awareness or you know, donating to a really good cause. The only real issue that I side with them on is the whole animal cruelty thing in regards to like testing products and stuff where they'll test either makeup products or whatever on animals and it's just straight animal abuse. I don't agree with that necessarily, but everything else they talk about, you know, when they try and basically shame people for eating bacon, like... It's a little too much. I mean, at that point, people just stop caring or they, you know, never cared in the first place. Obviously, if you're eating, you know, bacon cheeseburgers every Wednesday, you aren't really going to take into consideration what PETA is telling you. Um, but anyway, I'm going to continue to eat my bacon and PETA, you may continue to tweet. One last thing about PETA, they are one of their big complaints is that coffee places such as Starbucks charge extra for vegan milk. And they say in order to change this, um, if you're one of those people and you want to go change this, maybe get some free uh, nut milk in your uh, Starbucks coffee, set up a shop, set up shop at your local store with signs like these. And it's, you know, Starbucks and the upcharge for vegan milk. Soy milk surcharge sucks. Uh, stuff like that. Um, and you can actually text Starbucks to 73822 to end the upcharge. Uh, I'm not sure how, mu how, uh, how much luck they're going to have on this issue. Um, all I could say is if Starbucks decided to not charge you extra for uh, vegan milk, what they're going to do is just instead raise their prices once again on everything. Um, all the milk and coffee and, excuse me, all the coffee and all the tea will cost extra automatically. And there you go. That's how they pay for your, your vegan milk, your nut milk. Um, so that's that. That's that's one thing out of the way. Now on to um, some more legit issues, let's say. There was a case recently in Texas. This case was taken to court. Basically, the story behind it is um, the, quote, mother of this child, and I'll explain why I said that. The mother of this seven-year-old biological boy 
took their, or actually, let's see, the father of this child believes that this biological boy is in fact a boy. The mother believes that this biological boy uh, should be transitioned into a female. And uh, her reasoning behind it is because the boy likes the movie Frozen, therefore, yes, Disney's Frozen, therefore, (laughs) this boy is actually a girl and should transition to a girl. That's like her reasoning behind it. I'm sure she gave more legit issues, maybe, I don't know. But that was what I saw. The husband insists that he is, in fact, a boy. Um, The boy's name, by the way, is, oh, what's his name? James Younger, I believe, is his name. Uh, It's hashtag, like, protect James Younger or something like that. So the father's basically saying, my boy is, in fact, a boy. And the mother, who actually apparently isn't the biological mother because the kid was born through, like, um, egg donations, um, basically. So, yeah, you know, they took parts of... I think the father is legit, the mother is not. But anyway, this mother wants to transition the boy into a girl. And this case in Texas, the judges actually said that it was okay. In fact, almost like they said it was mandatory for this boy to now be transitioned into a girl. And the father is, of course, upset about this, you know, saying that she isn't the real mother. Uh, He was conceived with donor eggs and that she's not biologically related to the kid, and somehow the judges still sided with her. And he also said, I guess there's an interview there, where um, the father claimed that the mother used to lock the boy in his room and tell him that there's a monster who only eats little boys. First of all, what in the world is she talking about? She's clearly instilling some type of irrational fear into this boy. So she would lock him in the room and tell him that there's a monster that only eats boys. So I guess that's why he needs to transition to a girl, I'm sure. That's a great reason. And that at the age of three, uh, the mother started dressing the boy as a girl. And she would withhold affection from the boy if he was not dressed like a girl. So you you can just imagine the abuse that this kid is going through. I mean, it's it's one thing to have... 18 and up year old person wants to transition, want to identify as whatever, whatever. But when you are a so-called parent and you are trying to force a child to be something that they may not be. And if you're three years old, you know, sad to say, if you're three years old, you don't even know what half this stuff is. You're just kind of going along with it, whatever the mother's doing or whatever the father's doing. And this is not the only case of child abuse when it comes to this transgender sort of issue. There's so many other instances. There's, of course, there's the famous study where the, uh, the twins, the two twins, the two, um, boy twins, one was raised as a boy, one was raised as a girl. And actually after, after the, you know, tests and, after this experiment that this guy did, um, basically the one that was being forced to, you know, so-called transition into a girl, you know, ended up killing himself or herself or whatever. And, um, you know, the other, the other guy, I think he ended up overdosing. The other twin ended up overdosing. 
and they were just messed up in the end and that's that's at school still talk about this you talk about this in college and um i don't know if they talk about it in psychology but i think sociology they bring it up and then you know after they bring up this sort of um example later on in the class they'll go and say stuff like oh you know it's totally okay even though you know there's been no good example of a forced transgender child anyway let's move on so (laughs) that's pretty much it in regards to that specific case um more details will probably come out about that later if you go check out on twitter hashtag um save james younger i believe it is you'll be able to find that story there's been a lot of talk about uh the president's uh impeachment so to say of course they've been talking about this since before he was elected uh ever since you know president trump or i guess before he took office but ever since he was elected they were you know planning on somehow preventing him from going to the office or once he was in office they were trying to impeach him but now it's now this time around after you know almost three years of this nonsense they're really 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 pushing for impeachment and i haven't found a legitimate reason as to why this president should be impeached there is still no legitimate reason change my mind um message me on twitter instagram leave a comment whatever give me a legitimate reason that this president should be impeached and i will delete this episode gladly but basically bottom line democrats in congress nancy pelosi chuck schumer whatever the squad um they all want to get rid of trump haven't given any legitimate reasons if anything their own wrongdoings should lead to their impeachment this adam schiff guy or whatever total nut it all started the 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 thing that he did, this Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The thing that caught my eye first is during the hearing about the whole Ukraine call with Trump when this first started coming out, he read the, in the congressional meeting, he read the transcript, but he didn't read it word for word. He added words and sentences into it to make the president look, you know, to make it all look worse than it actually was. And you can look up this video, look up. Adam Schiff, S-H-I-F-F. You can look it up on YouTube. He delivers the uh, Ukraine transcript and he adds a bunch of, uh, you know, different sentences that weren't actually in the transcript. He basically adds for, you know, dramatic effect. And he gets called out on it, of course. But, you know, if you just rely on Twitter and what's being said on there, people are just going to believe it because they want to. They're going to, you know... If if you don't like the president, you're going to look for so-called evidence to get rid of him, and you're not going to look for the truth. You're going to just look for, you know, something he so, something that he said that was bad, um, even though he may have not said it entirely the way that it was depicted. Maybe it was taken out of context, whatever. And this has been going on ever since 2014, when or 2014 or 15, I believe, when he first announced. That he was running, um, early 2015, I believe. But it, they've just been going after him for every little thing, and I don't agree with him 100% on everything that he has said, everything that he's done. But overall, I believe, and this is my personal opinion, that he has done a very good job when it comes to the economy, 
jobs. He is cracking down on immigration and illegal immigration, may I say. But there is, in fact, a crisis at the border, and I think he is going after it. But anyway, back to the whole impeachment thing. I think it's a a bunch of nonsense. There is still not one legitimate reason as to why this president should be impeached. And the Congress is, at least the Democrats in Congress, are going behind. um, They're, they're, you know, kind of trying to backdoor him, so to say, with the whole impeachment process. They didn't want to hold the formal vote. They basically said, forget the formal vote. We're just going to impeach him. And, of course, the Republicans, most of the Republicans on Congress are coming out and saying that that's not right. Of course, that's or it's it's just not how the way things are handled. And it's very unprofessional and very childish of the Democrats to do this, I think. And another issue that came to my attention recently was this this guy. Um, I don't remember his first name is Dr. Epstein, not the same Epstein that, you know, quote unquote, killed himself a while back. But this guy, Dr. Epstein, who works for Google, I believe, um, Went to a, a congressional hearing, and he basically was talking about voter fraud and how Google and other big tech companies are manipulating uh, votes and how they manipulated votes in past elections, uh, 2014 and the 2016 and 2018. Um, and he said that, for example, let's say... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, let's say that he wanted to manipulate votes in favor of the Democrats, which, by the way, all these big tech companies are manipulating votes in favor of the Democrats, not not Republicans in favor of Democrats. So let's say Mark Zuckerberg wanted to manipulate some voters to go out and vote for Democrats. Here's what here's what he would do. And this costs him nothing. This costs him less than a dime he basically will find he will take an ad a go vote ad let's say he'll put out a go vote ad but he will only put out the ad on accounts so like personal accounts like you or me but personal accounts that were registered democrats or people that leaned uh left and you know people often ask well how you know how how do they know um, which account is affiliated with which party? Da, da, da. Facebook has so much information on their. Ha, Facebook has so much information on not only Facebook accounts, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So much data on their accounts, and I don't know if you guys. I'm, I'm sure some of you are familiar with the whole information leak from Facebook, how they were using information. And personal information and giving it to advertisers uh, and all that. This stuff's been going on for a while. And bottom line is Mark Zuckerberg takes an ad, a go vote ad. You know, those ads you see like go out and vote, whatever. And he sends them out to left-leaning accounts. So, you know, um, Jimmy Joe leans left and he's on Facebook and he sees an ad. So, Let's say he puts out a million ads. And this guy, Dr. Epstein, was saying if he put out a million GoVo ads to a million left-wing accounts or left-wing affiliated accounts, that will gain the Democrats about 
300,000 real votes. Real votes in the election. And meanwhile, any account that is affiliated with uh, the right, the right-wing accounts, don't get any sort of any sort of positive treatment, any sort of reminder, go vote, none of that. And basically, he's saying this is a very, very effective way for big tech companies to manipulate votes. And they've been doing this successfully for a while now. And they sa- and he said that the only reason this didn't work in the 2016 election is because these big tech companies were so certain that Hillary would win that they kind of just sat back and said, like, you know, no big deal. Like, you know, Trump's going to lose. Well, they were wrong, clearly. And in 2018, during the um, midterm elections, they started doing it again. They got more Democrats elected. Um, and this guy, Dr. Epstein, is saying that you can bet in 2020 when Trump's, Trump is running for re-election, they are going all out. And whoever the Democratic nominee is, they are going to do their very darn best to manipulate votes towards that candidate in order to beat Donald Trump. And I think my personal opinion on this is the only the only way Donald Trump will lose re-election is if Google and other big tech tump, big tech companies are successful at this. I think that the only way Donald Trump is going to lose his election is if there is some sort of voter fraud, voter manipulation in favor of the left. Otherwise, He's going to win. That's just that's just how I see it going. He is constantly gaining support. There is the whole um you know, the whole movement of leaving the Democrats. What is it called? Um the walk away movement, that's what it's called, the walk away movement. That's been big. It's obviously not as publicized cuz you know, the media is not going to, you know, make that very public, but of course, that's been going on for so long. There's been plenty of people leaving the Democratic Party and deciding with Trump. I'm not saying these people agree 100% with him, but they're saying, look, they're they're done with the Democrat BS. They're leaving and they're going to side with Trump. They're going to vote with Trump. It's happening, and people might disagree with this, and that's just because I, I genuinely believe that that's just because you're not seeing it. The media isn't showing it. Of course, why would they show that? The media is obviously, and if you disagree with this, you're incorrect, I'm sorry, but the media is very, very bias towards the left the media is very left-wing and the only reason that conservative media and right-wing media is doing so good is because of all the different you know alternative media as they say there's different podcasts different uh different smaller news outlets that are you know not nothing compared to cnn and msnbc and whatever they're never going to be that um that large of a corporation but they're getting they're, they're still getting tremendous support from right-winged uh listeners. And I I genuinely believe that the only way Donald Trump is going to lose this this election is if there is some sort of voter fraud going on. Other than that, he's going to win. That that's just my opinion, you know? Um and the funny story for those of you who don't know what is it? 2000, man, back in 2016 when he first ran. Um, let's say, let's say in my city, because um, Florida is very, very swing state. It's like basically half and half. So let's say half of the students at uh, when I was going to school back then, half of them were 
uh, in favor of Trump, half of them were not. Whether they spoke, whether they were outspoken about it or not, let's just say that's how it was. Uh, we'll even say um, 60 left and 40% right because it's younger kids. We'll just say that. And you can ask anyone that was in my grade, anyone that heard about me during this time, I was probably the most outspoken about Trump. And I, w- I, I tried not to be too annoying about it. Of course, people will disagree with that. But, you know, only when the con- when the conversation came up, of course, I would state my side and, uh, you know, make my case as to why he should be elected. And no matter what side they were on, whether they agree with me or not, people you know, on the right and the left are both saying, I don't think he's going to get elected. You know, people would either say, oh, I hate him. I don't like him. He's not going to get elected. His campaign's a joke, whatever. People on the right would say, look, I like him. I agree with the stuff he's saying, but I just don't think that he's going to beat Hillary. Ask anyone this. I was basically, as far as I know, I mean, the only person that legitimately believed he was going to win. People tell me this too. They say, look, Alex, you were the only guy that had actual faith in this guy winning and sure enough he did and I believe that if the election goes if the election in 2020 is fair he will win again and he will win even larger by a larger margin I think that more states will go red and this could you you could argue that this is me being hopeful um but I, I genuinely believe that's just how it's going to go. Whether you're on the right or the left, I think that's how it's going to go. And that's just the way it is. And the bottom line is, I think that there are plenty of people out there who are just tired of the the Democrats and the way they're handling things. It's just such a mess out there today. Just such a mess. There's so many things going on that is dividing the country you can argue that it's Trump's fault, Democrats' fault, whatever. There's so many things going on. I think that we need to just come together and talk some things through. We need to establish what works and what does not work. And we need to be honest with ourselves in order to do what's best for the country and do what's best for our people. And I believe that if we focus on making this country truly great, And if we can solve the problems of this country, or at least most of them, then we will become a very strong country and we will be able to help other countries even better than we do now. Because I think we have a lot of issues going on right now that need to be solved before we can just go out there and, you know, being a true world police, so to say, or a world leader, so to say. There's just a lot of issues at home we need to solve, whether it's homelessness in big cities, um, you know, wages, jobs, whatever the case may be. We need to solve these issues first and really focus on these issues and come together and come up with real solutions. And I, it may have to start with, you know, we maybe we need to look at the um, the elections and we need to change um, the system and. We need to, um, we need to give term limits to Congress and the Senate and all that. Whatever the case may be, we just need to come together and think of real solutions, and that's the bottom line. That's truly the bottom line. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Thank you for listening <laughs> this far into the into the episode. Uh, if you don't agree with me, that's pretty great. 
And um, I think that the bottom line is if we have an open mind and talk to each other, then we can get a lot of stuff solved. Um, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoy the content, uh, please go ahead and support the page at anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. Anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. Go follow us on social media at gonzo tonight. Pretty much everything out there is gonzo tonight if you haven't figured that out already. And subscribe to the podcast. We upload every Wednesday and Saturday night. And I will see you next time. Take care.